First Smoke family, we're about to get into it with raw genetics. One of the best breeders, in my opinion. Males and female breeding, female and female with reversals. Why so many people pick the wrong keepers? What is a keeper? Huge shout out to Grow Generation, one of our prime sponsors, someone I use all the time, Drip Hydro nutrients if you want to get connected with grow gen or drip hydro go on fsotd.com we have a list of all of them for our sponsors with the discount codes and the website click click discount huge shout out dr dabber i'm rocking the xs oh oh hold on this is what i'm rocking i'm putting it in my pocket i'm not getting wet shout out dr dabber and if you really like First Smoke of the Day and you want to rock with us, you want to be part of the family, go on FSOTD.com, buy some of the merch. We got shirts, hoodies, rolling trays, exclusive stuff. Once it's gone, we're never reprinting it. We're not redoing it. Let's get into the episode breeding i don't know what the fuck i was doing bro i have botanic care i'm not phing a fucking thing the juice is worth the squeeze mm -hmm. you know what i mean like just if you see an issue just be like this is part of the game here right people should know like a herm shouldn't be like a catastrophic end to your life one herm's like man if you're gonna pop seeds it's inevitable if your network is a bunch of people who see all kinds of fire and you give it to them and they're like, bro, these are tens, or it's like, nah, bro, that ain't it. When everybody tells you that ain't it, it doesn't matter how much I like it. Maybe I grow it for me, but that, that ain't it. A lot of people have different approaches, but the best results for me obviously come from... Yo, first smoke of the day family. We're back. Episode 89. And guess what? We're getting into the thick of it today. We're one of the best breeders in the game, in my opinion, raw genetics. And we're going to talk about some things, some things that we see throughout the industry that plague the industry, how to pick a keeper. What is a keeper? What's breeding like? Can you breed two females? Can you breed a male and a female? What's that work? You know, all those things about what are the 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 start basically the start of cannabis how do you create your own line you know what's going on in cannabis right now with like a lot of the people chasing the same stuff or having the same stuff you know i want to get into what it is to be a breeder Sounds i mean good raw genetics is the man we have so many projects together if you saw the precious gems drop that was our collaboration he's been doing his thing for years you know Welcome raw genetics to the platform. First smoke of the day. Here we go. Man, thanks for having me on. <laughs> no, nah, I'm stoked, bro. Obviously, we got some cuts right here in the middle of the table. Some stuff we probably won't talk about what strains they are, but uh, definitely some keepers. And we could start with that. Recently, we went over to your place on a vlog that posted. Yeah. And we went through how many different kinds of jars of weed man it was a lot i just remember uh when we were showing the homies pretty much everybody was like this is overwhelming <laughs> it was it was like 70 plus phenos it was it was like a 50 gallon tub full of jars you know what i mean and like every jar varying sizes you know because when you do a pheno hunt um it's not really targeted toward any individual plant so sometimes you get good and bad yields throughout just based on growth rates and stuff like that but man it was it had to be 50 jars at least i know that when i looked at it i'm just like man this is a real job oddly enough 
Like, it yeah. sounds kind of silly, like, oh, yeah, smoking weed, such hard work, right? But uh, I'm going to be honest with you, when you got to smoke through, I don't want to say anything's bad, but like when you're smoking tens and then you hit like a six, you're like, oh, no, nah, put that, you know what I'm saying? Let's set that to the side really quick. So, <laughs> yeah, man, it's quite an experience. And uh, it, it always interests me to see people's reactions, like when you brought the homies over and they were just like, I don't even know where to start. Like everybody had their notepads and shit. By the end of it, I think everybody had abandoned the notepads and they were just going pure on the force in their senses. You know, we had little coffee pods out. And <laughs> just trying to trying to keep keep the senses sharp and uh you know i kind of obviously already had feeling on what was what before you guys came mm -hmm. and i was happy to see that pretty much everybody was like all the things that i thought were you know the potential tens out of the lot you know so yeah that's that's always good to see when other people kind of align with your vision and, and your intuition on like what's good and those strains we looked through were actually a female to female breedings. Uh, so this one actually, I want to say everything in there was actually regs. I'm trying to think, was, was anything fems in there? It was like Z code. I had a lot of rainbow belts, crosses in there, stuff that we made with the Zephyr platform. Um, uh, yeah, like a ZBX, rainbow slushies, uh, Z-berry belts. I actually did have some other stuff in there that wasn't from that, but it was also regs, some pecan pie, some juice box, some gush. So juice box and gush are gusher crosses. That's a French toast and a burnt toast cross. And then pecan pie is a Georgia burnt toast, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I also had those in there because we don't want to focus solely on candy, although I'm like, I'm loving the candy wave. You know, I was already going in anyway, and now it's like nationwide. So that's cool to see. But um, but yeah, we obviously want to make sure that we're working on other things that are like gas, OGs, um, should be getting Kim 91 soon. I'm like really excited to integrate that. That's definitely one of the ones where I mean, I've had like a lot of stuff, a lot of really great verified, plenty of fakes along the road too. But like the Kims have kind of eluded me and I've never really invested um, like over the top effort in trying to source them. But I got to say, every time I see Kim 91 and every time I smoke like a Kim cross, that's 291. I'm always like, man, the flavor is really undeniable with this. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, man, I was just really stoked that uh, another fellow breeder friend of mine, <clears throat> he's got a verified cut. And he's like, yeah, dog, I got you. So I'm just waiting for the connection there. But um, but yeah, we should at least be seeing some real Kim stuff coming in at some point. That's exciting. Yeah, I feel like Kim's real controversial. And like mm -hmm. people who are Kim fans are pretty savage, especially on the internet. Everybody's savages these days. So it's like, you don't want to come... Uh, not knowing and like i'm not the biggest kim person so i wouldn't want to be out portraying like oh i know i know kim like nah i'll be honest like if i i need an og to be like that's that you know what i mean so when i know i get the right one then it's like it's green lights for projects then we can we can integrate we can go because it's verified right you don't want to be just like oh i think it's kim mm -hmm. <laughs> and then work a whole project off that right right because i mean hey sometimes i've definitely had things in the past where you thought it was something like guava gelato Man, I know I had a guava gelato cut. I found out it was fake. And uh, thank God somebody hit me up because I didn't actually know. Be honest, I didn't know. I was, it was in the early days when I was still learning to do reversals. And it was another breeder who I have like a decent relationship with. He's friends with another breeder I have a bad relationship with. So that breeder who had a bad relationship was happy to know that I was trying to do a project with a fake fake guava gelato and he Sounds was like right. nah let brad do that shit so he gets wrecked you know what i mean and that's just like the mentality of some of these people mm -hmm. out here instead of just like realizing there's nothing i'm gonna do to take from anybody else they would take 
pride in knowing that like they could have helped me and my family, but they would rather see me get wrecked. For what? Like, I don't, I just yeah. can't align with that. But thank God, like the other breeder didn't agree. And he reached out and he was like, yo, peep game, you know, and he let me know what the scoop Those was. types of people get weeded out at the top. Yeah. They're you might get survive weeded out. in the industry overall, but when you're amongst like, let's say the top 10% of people, I'm not saying the best, but the top 10% of like integrity <laughs> and everyone knows each other. And then over 10 years, you're like, this guy's been solid to everyone in the industry for 10 years. They weed themselves out. You know, it just takes time. Like time solves everything for Absolutely. most people. Uh, we did some, we did a cool project together and we reversed the dirty Sprite yeah. and we reversed the fruity pebbles. Yeah. Dirty Sprite, little dirty girl. She's a pain. She is a, a little pain. pain in the butt, man. She, we ended up having to reverse her th three times, I think. Or yeah. Twice. I mean, honestly, part of that is a little bit um, like you kind of got caught up in a little bit of my learning phase. Yep. You know, I, I. I had credible information. I had been practicing and I didn't really have like a perfect home run on any of the films yet when we, we took a swing at it. And as you remember, like as we got in, we realized, um, again, like another breeder gave me like half, half information. He gave me like, <laughs> he gave me the information, you know what I'm saying? But he omitted a very important fact. Yeah. And, uh, and so I ended up having like the pentahydrate, uh, sodium thylosulfate. And that is just not as potent as the anhydrous based, right? So it's just like a potency difference. And if you just mix it at a higher ratio, you can have the same results. But I also remember seeing like the pentahydrate seemed like it affected the root zones. You remember mm -hmm. we we're like covering the roots yeah. and I was like, bro, this should wreck the plants. Mm -hmm. And with the anhydrous one and, and the mixes that we're doing now, I can spray pretty frequently. I get zero burn and I have not had to worry about like covering the roots or anything. Like obviously you're not spraying the roots or anything, but um, you know, the, the, the runoff from the plant has never caused any deficiencies or burns or like the pentahydrate was like, killing plants <laughs> and so people don't i don't know, know what we're talking about though yeah is that when you reverse a female plant to pop to, to throw pollen right yep. so you have let's say you have a, a genetic right like let's go into some breeding talk a little bit but you have a genetic that's like your strain that you're like man i found this and it's special and people love it i want to now take this strain and cross it to my other strains in my library and they're all females right you use a certain formula that you use to basically spray on the plant pre-bloom mm -hmm. into the bloom phase, right? <clears throat> and yeah. there's a specific process. I know people would probably want to get into it. I don't know if that's something you want yeah, to get into. Yeah, we dive into it. I mean, I, I'm, what's I'm, your I'm, process for reversals that you would say, this is the way I like to reverse a female? Yeah, I can tell you guys what I do. And, you know, there's obviously varying opinions on how people do it. There's mm -hmm. a lot of different approaches. There's different mixes, um, but I just get my own components silver nitrate sodium thylosulfate that's in hydrospace this is just stuff you can buy from like the science company i'm pretty sure that's like where i usually get it from uh the silver nitrate's more expensive the sodium thylosulfate you get just a ton of it it's very cheap and uh and then you just make your own base a and b from there and then get your mix ratios mix them together and then dilute that right so um, I'm happy to share the ratios. Everything's actually in my discord. If anybody wants to know how to do a reversal, like I'm not a gatekeeper, like some people, I really like to spread the knowledge and help people get on their own projects. So the information's freely available, um, just in our discord. Where do you, what's your discord? Uh, discord.gg slash raw genetics. Or if you follow us on any social media, 
um, then you can find our link tree and the link tree will get you right in there. Or I believe it's link tree slash uh, raw genetics. Mm-hmm. That will also get you to the link tree um, and that'll get you right in there. And then there's a community of people who are happy to help. And, you know, I'm in there regularly. So you can tag me if you got any questions and, you know, it's uh, it's I love it, bro. The discord has really brought a unique community aspect that like it already existed. Right. But it really brought it forward more and made it more tangible where like you can interact with the people who support your brand and your passion and your dreams and like your goals. Um, these are the people who like power the engine. Right. Because like by myself, I'm whoever I am to whoever I know. Right. But like raw genetics is what it is because of the people right because the people believe in the vision and the passion and the different things that we're doing um and then like the quality of the work has has worked in people's gardens consistently right like not everything is going to be a home run 10 it's hard to make 10s every single time but you know what uh a 10 is really an opinion as well like if you get a guy who's kind of out there doesn't have access to genetics like that and then they get some of the stuff that maybe we would think is like a seven or an eight Mm -hmm. man that might be an 11 to them it's really predicated on how much experience you have like seeing different packs and seeing different flavors uh, and seeing how many times people rename the same thing <laughs> which is just like it's un it's uh unstoppable and it's fine i don't really care that yeah. people do it i think it's fine because you need you need individual marketing and branding to kind of like capture attention mm-hmm. and everything is really just about the attention economy right like how much attention does your brand your person your products whatever it is like how much attention can you garner and for how long can yeah. you maintain that right that's really what it comes down to. And so in that process, like finish that off, you start to spray the selected female and she starts to reverse to male. Yeah. Sorry. Then, I guess I got a no, little, no, little sidetracked there. No, that's, that's what I'm here for. And then yeah. she'll start to reverse to a male. Yeah. All right. So basically, um, I like to start doing my sprays ahead of time through all of the issues I had and failures. And let's be honest, I had like at least seven or eight failures I mean, just think about it. That's several months. Every time I could have been doing a traditional project with a male that would have banged out deca decks of seeds. Like I could have had plenty of revenue streams and all this stuff. But I was like, no, the people want fem seeds. I want to learn to do it right. So I fought through it. Um, but yeah, so I learned from another breeder friend of mine who helped me figure out where the bad info was that it does help to start spraying, um, you know, the sodium, the silver thylosulfate a couple of weeks ahead of time. Right. Okay. So two weeks is on average what I go for. It's very easy at the two week mark. You can go as narrow as one week. I mean, you could probably go zero weeks, but it's about how much do you want to like secure the win, right? It doesn't take a lot. Yeah, man, secure it because (laughs) the honest truth is like feminized, um, reversed plants typically do not produce as much pollen as a male. And the more that you reverse a plant, the better you get at it and the more pollen you'll learn to get in the process, right? So like if I do Georgia now, I get a lot of pollen, but new stuff, maybe a lot, maybe not. Yeah. So anyway, you start spraying about, I choose every three days I'll spray and I top the bottom, I soak the plant. I know I've heard other people say, just spray the nodes. To me, I don't think that that's going to let the plant get enough silver that's gonna block, I believe it's ethylene, right? Which dictates the sex there. And so that's pretty much your goal with spraying the plant is you want to build up enough to block the hormone so that when you go into flower, it doesn't spike. And then you go in and like, this is, this is my understanding. I haven't like read yeah. textbooks on this, but this is my hands-on experience. And this is what's worked for you. And it's what's worked and for me. Obviously right? worked for me as well. And so my mix ratio that I use, which other people use, I didn't create this ratio. <laughs> um, it's low enough to where you can spray regularly, right? So 
I kind of go off like my senses a little bit. The baseline for me is about every three days, which does kind of make it a decent amount of work to keep up with. I've seen other people say like specific days to spray. And that's how the the information came to me originally. It was like day one, day five, day 12, you know, and there's like this whole thing. Um, just but like every, growing. Here's just, a recipe. Right. Do it like this. And then you start to adjust it yep. and you figure out better ways yep. and ways that it works. And then every genetics a little different, They're just like people. Right? So some you have to go in a little deeper, spray yep. more, or some might respond in one spray. Well, and that's why starting early seems to really help, yeah. right? Because you don't know the the, the hormones, the internals, it's just not something that we're really looking at. We can't see it. We're not using a lab, you know, may not have the science degree to, to understand all the interactions there, but you can outpace it just mm -hmm. by understanding the basics of how it works. And so for me, it's trying to effectively block the hormones. So when you go into flower, then you can continue spraying pretty much every three days. And every once in a while, you can spray back to back. I mean, at least with the ratio that I use, you can spray almost every day if you wanted to. The only concern, I think, becomes that if you're spraying at too high of a ratio or too frequently at at least a strong ratio, you can get too much. And then you can get like sterile pollen or no pollen. And I have seen reversals before, like we did a Gary Payton reversal and they fully reversed. Perfect. I had like four or five of them because you always want to do like, don't depend on one. So four or five you know? plants that of the same strain yep, that you reverse to that put one. into the room. So they yep. all pollinate together the rest yep. of the room. Well, because you want to try to ensure success, right? Everything is just about trying to overcome the statistical failure, right? Which is like, sometimes plants don't agree with you their plants they do what they do so like if you have five and you're doing something new and you follow protocol you know works then mm -hmm. you're just increasing your chance because if you get three out of five three out of five is plenty right if you've got good sized plants and you've got a good setup and, and airflow and all the dynamics that but if you, you do need, one or two and one doesn't and the other one kind of does you may not get enough seeds exactly. you know and like uh, it's happened to me before where i mean honestly even with all the experience and success i've had at it i've also had moments where i've still failed right it's like you don't know exactly what it is. You make a mistake. You let the plant get too dry. Like, you know, it's just life happens, unfortunately. Um, and I did have like, I did like three Georgia runs, right? Where I was trying to remake more Z pie and cherry Paloma for people. Cause they just have an insatiable hunger for them. And, uh, and honestly <laughs> I took three L's back. I mean, I, I like scraped drops together out of three runs, bro, which wow. is like really not what you want. Right. The, the cost of production is sky high now, right? But the pack price doesn't change. It's not like, oh guys, I had a rough run at it. And so like, I'm gonna pass my bad luck down to you. It's like, no, we have standards, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what happens to us. That's just part of the game and we have to be better next time. I saw one of your Georgia pies oh, pop up on the burner yeah. episode. Bro, that was pretty crazy. York. I'm gonna be honest, like shout out to burner for that because like, I don't know if burner fucks with us or not. Like, I don't know burner. Yeah, I've never talked to smoke. him. But, uh, you know, shout out to Burner for that because he could have removed it. You know, he's fully in control of editing those videos. And he straight up was like, oh, I know what this is. And he was like, he even said it was better than the original Georgia Pie in the video, which I was like, man, that's that's pretty high praise, you know. And uh, I am mad to hear that at all. Because honestly, the S1s are like some people hate S1s. I heard, oh, it's going to be a Herm. And I'm like, man, that's just really down to selection. Like, I haven't seen feminized versus traditional dictate intersex rates. Right? Okay, I don't think that it does. I, I was under the impression without yeah. experience that I believe that was the case because it just seems like, oh, you're herming this plant. But like, 
that's not really the case because you're blocking the hormones. And I think a hermaphrodite is usually a reaction to environment, stress, or like a last ditch effort for it to save itself, right? Because that's that's what it really exists for. And I feel like people need to remember like, this is a naturally occurring thing in cannabis. And as breeders, we do the best we can to reduce reduce the frequency of it. Like, but we can't control it all the time. And especially when like people love their F1 crosses, we have tons of them. I'm really getting into doing a lot more line breeding and back crossing and stuff. But if you're buying something that you know is an initial pairing, then you got to understand that there's only so much control that we have as a breeder, right? We at this point have known we've got unique things that we think belong together and you should expect the breeders chose things that have proven to be stable, right? That's the only thing you can really know. This is the thing though. And this is, this is good weed. This yeah, is the thing though. Yeah. Fire that up whenever you're ready. This is the thing though. You have to trust your breeder yeah. because I'm experienced in popping seeds. I'm experienced in being friends too with breeders. A lot of times, not a lot of times, I'd say a good amount of times that breeder out there, if, if they're using a genetic that they thought was the right genetic, that isn't mm -hmm. right. Or if they aren't using like a lot of times we see oh this guy has the sour real sour diesel and he's crossing it to this and this and then you realize after you popped a thousand dollars worth of seeds yep. that there's no way sour diesel was in this well and that's when it comes down to like how well can you trust that that person knows sour diesel like i've had a for their strains i've had a couple diesel cuts just talking about mm -hmm. that one specifically mm -hmm. and i don't know diesel super well right like i've smoked diesel but I'm like, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, this is whatever, you know, specific thing. And if the other person doesn't really know diesel and they, they only know a fake one anyway, because the rename game isn't new, that shit's been around forever. It's like, oh, you know what? Diesel's not selling so good today. Let's call it just sour. Let's call it an OG for these people. They don't know. Like, I'm sure it's been renamed tons of things throughout the years. Right. So it's like, so if it's, you got that yeah. bag seed and you're like, oh, I got the real sour now, like, no, you got or you, whatever it is, whatever the name was, dower. you know. Stop what you're doing right now. First Smoke family, you want to win raw genetic seeds? Comment below. Let us know what your favorite strain is. We're going to give away three packs to 10 different people. First Smoke family, let's roll. No, right. yeah, 100%. Because like, but you, but the, as a chaser, as a, a buyer, yeah. as a, a grower, you, you, you have to trust your breeder for the integrity, right? So that when I know raw genetics just bred zbx2 right let's just say that right which for people that don't know that's skittles inbred with skittles yeah it's just skittles back to skittles twice which so. i was blown away bro by some of the phenos that we look through i was it was crazy it was crazy good like out of that run <laughs> i so like you kind of know when you really got something based on like you know we're saying earlier we got all these jars right and it's like not all of them are going to be winners but like when you're smoking one pheno you're like this is the best one smoke it all it's gone like okay you're trying to smoke the other ones keep doing your selections but you just go and grab the next best of whatever that strain was and it's better than everything else still and then once that continues down the line and that's really how i 
felt about like the ZBX stuff. It, it's just ridiculous. Um, I mean, the mail that we used was really good. And for me, like, obviously you want to maintain that traditional profile because that's what made Skittles what it is. But what I hate about Skittles is most of the other things, right? <laughs> and I think everybody probably shares that feeling when it comes to Skittles. But if you're like a candy person, you're like, man, I just wish this was commercially viable, right? So like, I'm willing to put the time in. And I, I mean, other people have done Skittles work, but I feel like I've hunted some of that stuff and I didn't think any of it was like even where this BX2 was, which kind of blows my mind. Well, it makes me question, did they use the real Skittles? Right. Or did they have, because like now 20 years into growing and eight or nine years into California, right? I've had about seven to eight fake Skittles cuts that came to me as Skittles and then we grew it out. once or twice i was even fooled after harvest until i got it to someone just like we're talking about and they had a real skittles pack and they put it next to it and i'm like oh shit damn we're like 90 percent there but that's not and when you'd smoke a joint side by side you'd be like yeah we don't got the real one and maybe you put money up maybe you traded your best genetic for it i've done both yep you know yep and and (laughs) like this is what people do to get cuts like and the right cut because it's a game changer and i know we could not only talk about skittles but there's a few other cuts that have been around where it's like this is a game changer for any garden prevalent right now though like it's what we're we're right bro we're smoking a rainbow this is rainbow belts the rainbow belts 2.0 2.0 is actually what we hunted to do the Skittles work. Anyway, shout out archive. Yeah, Bank. shout out archive. I can't say he's he's stoked or anything. It's just kind of his nature. But you know, we, shout out to him anyway. You, though, bro. Yeah, bro. we we love what you do. Here's the deal: when whenever I go to do breeding, I just look at what already represents the best version of that. And yes, I could grab something I have that's I think could be similar and put in all this crazy work to try to get there. But if it's already there and I already know I'm going to do all of this next, then I'm going to go where I know it's good. Why redesign the wheel? You grab the wheel and then you roll this motherfucker down the road, right? You put the work in down there. So it's like for me, the rainbow belt stuff that we released with Zephyr is exactly what I always said it was. It was foundational stuff that I plan to do breeding with. And off of that, I've already produced at least three different seed lines. You know where I go with it? I go this is that a lot of the community not you know everyone knows like when you bring up rainbow belts the first thing i think of and a lot of people say is shout out archive yeah so it's almost like taking a torch and carrying it further and trying other things with it but that torch is still like bro shout out to you bro well and you know i think some of the the older guys in the game they find it to be disrespectful for some reason but i just can't really understand why because if if it was bad why would i want to use it if you You i mean like that's a compliment you would have renamed rainbow belts and not use their because like then it it gets malicious right you could rename it like you're saying and then you could try to take the glory but instead i would rather take the heat i would give the respect give the flowers because he did something really impressive there phenomenal or like i wouldn't have gone for it and then just with but the rain cross it to yeah. other things that i can't get through him yeah. and well, that's exactly. what as a grower i love is that that's the thing you have access to other genetics that he doesn't either have access to or he didn't want to use yeah. which is cool but right. it creates a different palette now where right. i can chase both but i still give the salute to him for creating it's like skittles right, right. we'll go back to that they the crew or the homies right mm-hmm. i look at it's like all love i love what you guys did however it got there i i could care less right. i salute because i think it's one of the best strains of all time and which is crazy because it's such a pain 
And, She's and, such a pain. <laughs> but isn't that, would you, Ola, as a breeder right. now, is, and, and we'll go, is that inverse? The better the strain, the smaller the yield, aka the harder to grow. Does that is it an inverse where not always not always when there's there sevens are, and eights, there but are when there's moments tens. like that, I think that there's been iconic things like OGKB is another fantastic example. It's like, I'm gonna be honest, if it had come to me, OGKB probably would have never made it because I aggressively remove mutations. Although I think they're fun to look at. They're not commercially viable, which means to me, if it's not going to ever have the potential to be commercially viable, I almost don't even want people to run it in their homes either, you know, because that's somebody who is got way less resources and space and time to spend on it. They need to, They need a win in their project. Hash plant would have never been around, you know, hash plant, right? Peanut butter breath. Yeah. Like we could name a lot yeah, of strains. There's that, a lot of epic things that like a, a lot of stuff has come from OGKB. Cult Classics entire brand is built on OGKB. Shout out the homie right, Cult, Cult Classic, Classic, bro. They do good work. Cement yeah. Shoes was fire. I found some yeah. phenomenal. And then my one of my favorite strains of all time from the homie, and this is, is uh, uh, what? Enchanted Cookies. I remember that. I remember. Man, that's remember the GMO that before GMO. Yeah. We had an Enchanted Cookies Fino that smelled like garlic throw up and i and i remember moving them at chalice right we had to drop at chalice. oh yeah yeah you see that lighter new bro. first smoke of the day lighter uh, you know yeah, about that, that man. Man. on the website fsotd.com and and just huge <laughs> shout out guys grow generation one of our top sponsors and at the same time someone i go to all the time i was just there picking up a ph probe some i was man drip hydro bro they just they just hand delivered to me man they were just like what do you need? Like, hold on, I'll be there. Yeah. And I was like, for real? Yeah. Like, I like, thank you so much. Like, Cause you know, it's just so much going on in a day. Sometimes it's hard to get away and go out and do it. And yeah, man, drip hydro hydro has just been so phenomenal with showing love and quality product too. I mean, it's great. I've and if you know who the it. owners are, you realize right. the integrity of the brand because you're like, Oh, these guys are OGs. Like, I mean, like two of the guys that are, it's like, these are the OGs of the industry guys yeah. that we're friends with. And we talk to, and that right, we, part of that network. It, it, it you is know what I mean. It is undeniably. It's like yeah. people that I know. So I'm not just going like, Oh, it's my friend shit. Cause like, yeah. I know a lot of people who start products and like, you can't always use everything just cause your friends make it, but you want to support this is actually good. Like I've been running Athena, which Athena is great too. Like I've had no issues. Athena showed us a lot of love. They've been great. And I'm, I'm just really digging the drip hydro. Yeah. Um, I would say if you're going to use Athena, if you're not going to liquefy that bag of powder, like that would be my recommendation if you run the powder. Uh, and if you're not going to do that by the liquid, cause I, yeah. I like, I always ran the powder and it was always good. And, uh, but then I had like some liquid that I just like somebody gave me and I was running that and I was just shocked at like, how more how much more consistent it was and it just really showed me that obviously what you already know is like when you got a bag of salts they don't always settle the same right so you're not getting an equal scoop every time and so like that 25 pound bag i think is really meant to be liquefied into that solution i'm a liquefied <laughs> nutrient guy yeah. no matter if it's organic or not like right like whether you're using organics and it's dry input yeah. i like that but I I've had such great results from liquid, whether it's organic liquids or non-organic synthetic. I pretty liquids. much run just mainly synthetic stuff. Yeah, you know, I always wanted to do a little bit of. I'm organic. a fifty-fifty blend right now. I like some organic additives, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, like a Humboldt honey just really seems to make <coughs> excuse me plants taste great. You know, there's definitely things you need in Backwano. microbes and stuff yep. like that. <coughs> I actually like quit using microbes for a while. 
and <coughs> and I was like, oh my heavy bad, on, smoking some fire. Yeah. <laughs> I was heavy on like <laughs> running all these like the cleanse and and yeah. all those products that like are are there to help keep the system and the roots clean. And I just kind of started feeling like it was a little bit counterproductive and like it's best used um, intermittently as opposed to like it says on the schedule, like use it all the time. Yeah. Attention, growers, hustlers, trappers, and yes, even you, the cappers, the right carbon filter can possibly save your life. Grow generation. I ran out of vacuum seal bags. It's a Sunday. I need the single-sided or the double-sided all black. Grow generation. Oh, that last mom can't get transplanted because she needs cocoa and you ran out of bags. Grow Generation, in store or online. Let them know First Smoke 10. That's the code to get you hooked up. First Smoke of the Day sent you, First Smoke 10, Grow Generation. Yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation. And guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it. And guess what? There's a reason. Because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that. Preserving terps. And that's why we're here with Sunshine. Facility advisor, facility manager. Overall, the man with Drip Hydro. Listen to why it's different, man. What's going on, guys? Sunny here with Drip Hydro. Thing is, at the end of the day, we just wanted to make a simple, clean, cost-effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now. Nobody uses really our chelation formulas. Uh, the micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again and overall at the end of the day it's still really light on your wallet it's a five-part nutrient line and again if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something you don't even have to run flow with it so at the end of the day it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of turbs back we wanted to bring the turbs back and bring the soul back to growing versatility cost effective and quality i mean what else can you ask for drip hydro first smoke of the day black leaf approved peace Moodtrays is where we get our merch done. Shout out to Moodtrays, man. Moodtrays.com, FSOTD. This is where you're seeing all the gear, the custom die cut rolling trays, the ash trays. These things are impeccable. They do an amazing job. Quick turnaround speeds, low minimums on the orders as well. Any of you up and coming brands, no orders too small, go to Moodtrays.com, use our code. You're gonna save more money and they're really gonna take care of you. They're gonna know you're part of the family. Shout out to Moodtrays, man, and uh, let's get it. Right. I really think it probably is better as like a, a maintenance kind of a thing, because if you've got happy roots and, and a couple microbes like, yeah, my salts are killing them, too, but I'll put some more in next couple days. <laughs> so, you know, it really shows like the roots pop, the, the plants become more lush and you can just tell like I personally a like a, a synganic, right? Partially organics partially synthetics and a mix of both, I think, creates the best weed. But that's this is what's cool about weed, right? We can give our opinions based off of our 
20 years, 20 years of growing and research and runs and multiple runs at the same time, not just one going right. right. Three, four different rooms going at the same time. So you're doing experiments per room. Yeah. So it starts to exponentially change. And we all kind of come up with our own recipe and whether you think organics better, whether you run the, the homies drip hydro, which we hella support, whether you like the back in the day, the power SI, we, I love, I still run the, I still run different it too. ones, right? I mean, yeah. lo love the, love the botanic hair. I'm a big fan personally. I also love a bunch of different, but you take parts of things that you're like, man, I really like this input from this company and I'm going to team it up with this. Yep. And you start to, to, to come up with this, it's almost like a recipe for food, right? Yeah. You're like, I'll use a little bit of this. And it takes me, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little salt bay in and, there. <laughs> but that's what's cool about weed, where people take it to a negative place, Brad, where yeah. they go like, no, that's not the way. Organic's the only way. Or Man. they go like, that's not the best. It's not about that. It's about, <laughs> is your weed smoking? Yeah. Is it fire? And then if it's fire... What are you using? Because have you, this is what I always laugh about. And this is what's, it's kind of might be controversial. We only care. And I say we as like growers and smokers, right? We only care what you used if your weed is good. If right. you have shitty weed, I really don't care what the nutrient inputs were yeah. and that it's a hundred percent. Like, it's like, yeah, a hundred percent organic shitty we are 100 percent synthetic uh dry right. amendment shitty it only because you're not matters. like how'd you do that like whoa bro like this thing has got unique profiles that are popping like they're yeah. they're sharp you know what i mean it, well it's it's like food Let, yeah. let's go to that right like if you eat a phenomenal dish you're like what is that rosemary what they do with you start to look like you might care then you might right about like what ingredients are like god they got this right yeah if it's a shitty dish you're <sighs> never like what is there? Mm, some rosemary. You're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the 100%. same thing with ingredients. And it's so important these days too to use quality inputs because it's got to smoke. Yeah. Like on that note, what are you looking for in a keeper? I'm looking for a lot of people pick the wrong keepers, bro. That's half yeah. the end. Like a lot of we stuff we got given yeah. is like this out of a thousand seeds of one cross yeah we get people like that and they give us and they're like this is the keeper and and i'm flabbergasted by like you kept this one man i just gotta wonder like when when it's that many seeds <clears throat> it becomes so hard it really does it becomes so hard because a lot of times there will be little nuances and there's like a window where those phenos are the best right and I think when you pheno hunt, it's inevitable that you only see like a certain percentage of its potential, right? So like we're looking for what has the highest potential, right? Based on maybe we're selecting for something that yields or something that's for commercial or something for hash, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's got to have the flavor and you can't even guarantee a flavor until you've run something a couple times. Like even right now, I've got a bunch of slushy phenos and other stuff from like the rainbow belt. So I think I got a bunch of keepers, right? What's slushy, by the way? Uh, slushy is Skittle strawberry fritter. Okay. Keep yes, going. Sorry. But, uh, you know, so I think I've got keepers, but I don't want to deploy them into programs or offer them as clones to people yet because they haven't been vetted, right? Like you need to really put it in like, okay, it was good last time. Is it going to be that good or better next time? Right. And sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know why I picked this. You know, and first run, would you say between 60 and 70 percent its potential? Uh, maybe I would say that's probably pretty generous. Ooh, um, okay. 
Sometimes, so, right? Sometimes you sometimes mm-hmm. you have a pheno hunt that just knocks it out of the park. But like if you really pheno hunt and then you've also run like tables of a pheno, then you know that like a table of a pheno, you can just see it and you can modify your watering ratios and like all of the plants are performing in line because based on like health and everything, they should have comparable root systems and drinking rates and all that. When you've got you know, uh, 12 a light, 24 on a table, right? And of the got, same strain or pheno. Or if you got phenos, you got 24 different phenos, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's 24 phenos of, let's say, Bacchio belts, right? There's all still nuances yeah. between them, right? Some of them may lean more belts, mm-hmm. may lean more gelato. Some are going to be in the middle and, and the range, right? And that also affects like whichever combination gives you that powerful root system because it's undeniable that some plants just don't generate roots like some other plants right and that's another thing like if you can account for it you're like whoa this plant is good like the root system's probably strong too right like anything with a weak root system is also going to perform lackluster in a watering system in a pheno hunt if you're hand watering then you're like you've got a different touch right but like as you scale and you try to do more things it becomes like unmanageable to run all the individual things by hand you know so it's like you've got to reach automation uh, which isn't really a bad thing because you need to find things that work in your program too, right? So it's like, it's okay if those things fail. Um, you just want to remove whatever looks like it's not going to grow fast enough, too leafy, too small of buds, boring profiles. Like you can eliminate a lot of things in veg too, but you know, you could be eliminating Skittles. You could be <laughs> eliminating OGKB. And that's what's you tough know. is because everyone's looking for something different out of yeah. their keeper. Yep. And I say different, meaning like, yes, we all want a real keeper though. Yeah. Like something that hits the marks, but some people yield is number one. Right. Some people resin is number one. I think flavor has to be right. Well, like yeah. you can't have yes. like a, it can't yes. be a nothing burger on all other, like it needs to check boxes. Right. But no matter what, what is going to make you remember something is the flavor. If the flavor is crazy, then you can pretty much bet that grown well, the smell is going to be on point too. Right. I get a lot of people that give us strains or, or phenos, right. And they picked based off resin content. And I get a lot you of that though. Pick any Skittle stuff. Then. <laughs> it, I always go to it smells hashy. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not what people want. And it's boring to smoke yes. too because. Uh, I heard on like one of the other episodes, somebody was talking about like the the nuances with the terpenes and the entourage effects and stuff like that's a real thing, right? Like that's what makes something like Skittles what it is, because mm-hmm. it's not particularly powerful. It's not going to go test at like 28 percent. I bet that's like 19 or less. Maybe who yeah, knows? I right? Great the, batches are somewhere probably between 22 and 24 for like right. a phenomenal batch. Right. Yeah. But like what really makes Skittles work for me at the end of the day is the enjoyment I get from the profile like it does something to me where i don't need to be knocked down bro i'm like i'm like oh man you know and like not every not everybody's gonna like skittles like that but there is something out there for everybody that will make you feel that and i think everybody should try to figure out what it is right i call it psychoactive cannabinoids because what ends up are terpenes right cannabinoids the whole content is because certain strains because of such a high terpene content and that entourage effect not all high terpene strains right Right. some stuff you're you smell and you're like this literally doesn't smell like anything but it says three percent and terps on flower which, which is, is crazy but there's some <laughs> stuff like let's you know 
like a tangy that's so potent. Oh man, it's pervasive. Golden, golden goat, where like you smoke it, and part of it is it's such a flavorful, juicy fruit, Florida juicy fruit. I remember that. Oh man, I remember when you thought you had it back too. I was so pumped. I was like, oh, we got to do something with that. But those, that's, that's when you smoke it, yeah. it brings on a different thought process and a different vibe than like an OG. Yeah. Because it's that the terpenes are so high. It's almost like aromatherapy for your mind. Yep. That's how I, and so whenever we're smoking, I used to always bring up the pack gods, shout out pack gods. He wasn't able to make it this episode. He'll be on soon. Big <laughs> shout out the homie. But when we talk about, it, I'm always like, Ooh, psychoactive cannabinoids. Cause I can almost feel it where we start to have these great conversations yeah. and we, we go into, you can almost see it happen. If you were a third party perspective where we start to smoke and then we go dive deep on a two hour convo when we're, when no cameras are on, right. Yeah. Just about life and breeding and Bro, I don't we spent so much time just chilling, talking about like strains and breeding. And then like, that's also one of just sidetracking together. That's like one yeah. of the best parts of breeding, right? Like if you get excited about that nerdy ass shit, then bro, <laughs> you're, you're just walking on the fucking moon over here, right? Like just daydreaming about the potential of what you're making and like, what could it be? And like, you know, the more you breed, the more you can kind of guess it's not guaranteed, but you get, you, know, you get a sense of what, what direction it may go. And Man, that's just, I don't know. That's just so much fun, bro. It's been so much time just That makes genetics, me think you know? of, this is a good time because if you're into breeding and you're yeah. into growing, you're listening tight right now on well, YouTube. And, and like, there's so much more information available today. Yeah. Like 10 years ago when I was really getting serious about like, oh, I want to make something, right? And that's like, not the first time I made something, but that's when we did the pink stuff. There was no information. The most you could find was like subcool. You know, yeah, like RIP to Subcool. He was one of the only people, other than DJ Short, that was like you could find content online, and there wasn't a lot, but you could find something, right? And you could have a horrible recording of the conversation they had one time. I'll tell you, I was in a room. There's a hundred fans going, bro. I don't even have a big speaker, uh, and I'm like trying to listen to Subcool talk, and like somebody else was helping me. And after it was over, he was like, "Could you hear anything they were saying?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I heard." some of it <laughs> you know what i mean they're in a greenhouse right by the fan but yeah, like yeah. now it's like man you can interact with breeders directly in their discords depending on who they are they may be more or less active in the podcast and i just feel like the culture has grown so much yeah. um and like you said the access has just really come up like i don't know just if if i were to start now versus then like i could start way better because i wouldn't have to guess where i wouldn't have to try to get like ed rosenthal's book that they do every yeah, few yeah. years and, and even like, access to genetics you know, yeah access back in the day to genetics Man. was very difficult you had to be somebody like i'm gonna be honest i couldn't get good genetics really um from people nobody would fuck with me until i got like sunset sherbert i got sherb when it was lit like the people i managed for they were licensing it so we had sherb we had that's where burner came from it's the real thin man badass strain and like honestly it was the goofiest thing ever like as soon as i had verified sherb in everybody's face and they could see it it was like i just joined the cool kids club or some level of the club you know what i mean and it's like where people wouldn't really like ah, i don't know what the fuck a raw genetics is you know and then they're like oh this guy's got sherb he must know somebody because you couldn't get it you would have they'd be fake ones and people look at the leaf and they'd be like that's fake 
Bro, I just remember so many people arguing, just looking at a plant, be like, that is not it. What, what's <laughs> on the, Instagram. What's the most elusive strains that have been in your life that have been like ones that you just, you you got a bunch of fake ones or you just couldn't get the, yeah. the cut? To, is there a few in your that you... I mean, there was a few, like I said, the Kims were pretty elusive. So mm -hmm. I kind of just tapped out, you know, I, I've smoked all of them. I've yeah. that, just a side note. I, when I was in Colorado, like uh, 2009 through 2011, uh, I remember going to CAM, Colorado Alternative mm -hmm. Medicine. Shout out Anna. We've had her on the show and they had Chem D, Chem 91, Chem 4, which they call C4. Right. All grown by a phenomenal grower, my mentor, you know, KP from Seed on Instagram. And I got to smoke all of them side by side. And it was so funny to see people would always have a preference towards one of them. Mm -hmm. But I would always ask why. Because as a grower, they want the, they're like, well, this one yields really well. Right. We do, and it hashed up. But for me, the 91 That's the is one, the most bro. special. That's the and one. people will say, no, it's the D. And I'm like, it's I've smoked dank. the D. It's great. It's dank. But when you put all three side by side from the same grower, who's a great grower, and you can try all of them, and then and you can do that multiple times, I always lean towards the 91. Yeah, though. me Phenomenal. too. I mean, I've, I've seen stuff right but the 91's always been the one so one but i would say like of the cuts that was very elusive and i yeah. got like a lot of fakes blue cookie blue cookie even right now if you like try to google blue cookie you're probably just gonna pull up some bullshit about a blue a blueberry cookie which is really a blue dream cookie and like i remember when the blue <laughs> nobody dream, want no blue man, dream cookie blue dream cookie yeah, yeah. showed up and i was they're they like it's blueberry cookie and i was like okay this is cool but i could tell it's blue dream because i like i grew fucking unbelievable amounts of blue dream so i knew it was fucking blue dream <laughs> uh, but it was good but it's not like you know it's not yeah. it's not like i'm not gonna strive to obtain this cut again but I knew there was a cut out there that was one of the original Girl Scout cookie cuts. I don't know. It's like a bag seed or what, what the deal is. I don't really know, but I just know that it was legendary, right? And I'd seen it, but I could never get it. I had every other cookie cut, man. And finally, after, I don't know, dozens of fakes, everybody it got to the point to where people would be like, I've got blue cookie. And I'd be like, what's it taste like? And they'd be like, <laughs> blueberries. That's not it, but it says that's blue. how we are with juicy fruit, <laughs> but it says blue cookie yeah. and you know, and I get it like to people that is blue cookie. Right. But like, just because I was, I came out in like a certain era of Girl Scout cookie dominance, I was aware of it and it was so elusive. And, um, I want to say like one of my other breeder buddies, uh, he had some friends and he goes, oh yeah, my buddy's got that. I was like, man, shut up, stop it. Like I've been looking for this. And so uh, we reached out and they're super cool people. And, you know, we were able to trade a ton of verified genetics back and forth and we're still friends to this day. And they had the real blue cookie, bro. They sent it to me. I flowered it and I was like, damn, this thing is dank. He told me that from like the, the lab work at like the terpenes look like vanilla like it's in that zone which i could see that but it also has like a powerful funk depending on how you grow it oh, right yeah it's very little vanilla it's like not really i can see what they would say like, that because it's creamy on the creamy, back right, end but, but it's a phenomenal She's cookie a, and it's yeah. powerful and it's just an iceberg of frost with flavor um and yields it's not it, to, it throws to, down to for me a i think it's probably the cookie that can also yield the best you know and everybody just like cookies some people are like thin it's mint, double what most cookies 
throw down bro the blue cookie yeah. and so you know i feel like people are pretty fortunate that i was able to find it because for me i'm like i don't want this to be hard to find right i don't want to hoard this like man it took me years of failures and getting my ass kicked financially with bullshit to get the <laughs> real one and so you know when we offer cuts we started offering it it's something like i feel like i do talk about this wow. cut a lot. but this because it was so elusive right it was kind of like how hardcore was for you until we finally got that real hardcore when you came through bro oh you're gonna piss somebody off with that man. that's okay guys <laughs> it's just weed man we should all be friends to be honest oh. everybody should realize that like other people can't take from them like you only give if you want to right Especially like the right people right like some man, people you just I've know hardcore we don't sell it to anybody bro i've had it for a long time now right super long i have never given it to anybody because when it came to me it was like i'm gonna give this to you but it's on love. Don't give it to nobody. And I said, I got you. That's how it's just like that. Presidential Kush came to me. Yeah. And I like, it was almost a blood pact yeah. at the time. That's how things were back in the day. Right. Like, listen, this is our crew. If you lose it, you know, and there was a few of us and over 20 years now we've kept that cut held down juicy fruit. But when you were saying like, what does it taste like? Yeah. When people, I yeah. over the years, I'll say, they're like, what's the one strain? And I'm like, Florida Juicy Fruit. And now we put the Florida moniker because when we moved to Colorado, there was a strain, which I maybe they called Fruity Juice. or But I would always say to them, they're like, oh, my buddy's got that. And I'd say, does it turn purple? And I, would, I wouldn't even tell them yes or no, because I would, sometimes I would say, oh, the real one doesn't. And then they'd be like, no, I don't think so, right? So I'd be like, does it turn purple? And if they say yes in any way, because I'm like, we've, I can turn anything purple. Right. That's why I'm black anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that one would always stay neon colors, neon green, neon orange, neon yellow, that yeah. little, that kind of combo of that. And I 70 to 73 days. And that thing comes out. Bro, I just remember the potency uh, on that. And like back then I can't say I was like some, like my palate wasn't developed to the degree it is today. Um, you know, but I just remember like it tastes amazing. It was notable. I remember my homie said he literally sold me the bag of weed because he goes, uh, I had just grown some weed. He grew some weed. This is one of the ones he grew and he showed it to me and I was like, damn, your weed's better than mine, bro. He goes, dude, this juicy fruit is so fucking strong. I can't smoke it. He's like, do you want it? I was like, yeah, I'll buy it, bro. I bought it. I took it home. Me and my girl at the time were smoking it. I was like, whoa. I was like, this thing has got it, you know? And then I wanted to get more and it was like, even in Florida, it was hard to get it, right? Like oh, you, you, were, barely, you were blessed yeah. if you got it, you know what I mean? And uh, we used to walk yeah, into rooms. It was, it was one of the only strains where people would smoke it in a room or like my roommates, <laughs> you know, people that had access to it would smoke it and you'd come in and it would smell like fresh weed. It wouldn't smell like smoked weed or burnt weed. It yeah. literally, it had that juicy fruit, bubblegum type of oh it was it's yeah. exceptional it's one of the biggest strains it loss wise i yeah. think even genetics wise it, it would be a skittles it would be on that level in my opinion because of what it brought to the table it was also that pod structure that you see mm -hmm. with certain strains that yeah. like like a sour d where it pods yeah. up to, i never got oh. to grow it so i only had like some bags of weed of it i was really just mostly a consumer at the time like i said i had just kind of gotten into growing right like uh that's I've, i got in a motorcycle accident we got fucked up and I was like, oh shit, I got to do something to make some money now. And my dumb ass was like, oh yeah, let's grow some weed. That'll make money, right? 
<laughs> how obviously long you, it doesn't really didn't at the time yeah really make much how long you've been growing now roughly man that uh, allegedly that was that was a long time ago yeah. um man because i've been in california for like 10 years oh actually so i'm gonna be honest i always say like oh i've been here for like 10 years and i did the math the other day it's like almost 14 years yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i was like whoa that's like a little bit of a mind fuck i can't believe how much time has gone by so it's further back than that obviously because it was that was florida and that was like back in orlando when i was going to school and shit and uh yeah, that was crazy, bro. Grown weed. <laughs> it's so oh, long man. ago, I could definitely tell the story. But uh, like at the <laughs> time, my my little brother, uh, he had like it was like my stepbrother. My stepbrother had gotten in trouble for like some bullshit. And so he had like a probation officer that would come over to the house. Right. We're all going to school or students. And uh, I was growing in my room in my closet. And I was just like, fuck it, because I was like, can he come in here? And my brother was like, nah, he can't go in any other room but like my room and, and the main room and he already knew we all smoked weed he didn't give a fuck about us right he just wanted to make sure that my bro wasn't getting in more trouble <laughs> and so i legitimately was like growing weed in my closet i don't know what the fuck i was doing bro i have botanic hair i'm not phing a fucking thing bro it was just like go for it right i went to the store i bought like uh a triple XL, like 600. I fucking got on Craigslist. I got me a little roll in air conditioner, bro. I got some duct tape and shit out and I started <laughs> taping duct things. I didn't, love them triple XLs. Bro, I didn't yeah. know what the hell I was doing. And I obviously I was in an apartment too. So I like, I <laughs> ballsy. there's nowhere for like the heat to go. Right. I don't know. Like if you don't have your own setups with HPSs ever, then you may never realize how much heat discharges from these fucking things. And then I've got like the roll in ac and it's discharging heat too and so we just like literally would just discharge heat into the room and i like had like <laughs> i fucking had sheets I'd cover the door but like pinning that shit bro be like a vacuum <laughs> i'm trying to seal it it's crazy what passion so will do funny. yeah dude. and that's like honestly that was uh that was pretty much like the first time that i ever really did like an indoor grow that's how janky it was i didn't know what the hell i was doing and i was just like oh yeah like my girlfriend's legs broken like i'm gonna make some money you know what i mean and it wasn't you know the only thing really was forums much. back then like yeah. you, you well, weren't scared really... to get on the forums yeah. i remember look getting on my phone and like didn't even have a smart smartphone right i had like cheap shit there weren't even super smartphones like today yet obviously and i'm like trying to look on the forums to like learn because i don't know what's going on right i'm looking i'm seeing things happening i don't know if, how do i know when it's done like how do i know what i'm even doing here like i just know the bottle says to mix it like this and i had some little milliliter measurement thing and i would make a gallon i'll shake it yeah. <laughs> a lot there. of growers go through that and now it's so That's different like most you, people's first you can phase. watch like videos now yeah. on exactly how to's yeah. and adapt it like to go on blue cookies though yeah you actually did that a project where you put seeds out of the blue cookies so if so, people yeah. like if they're after crosses yeah we put several crosses of blue cookies yeah. out and you can get the cut too right so like if you just want to go straight for the cut i get it like she's good you'll be happy it's a cookie so like it can be finicky sometimes right cookies are not the most stable thing in the world mm -hmm. but it's not the most unstable thing either right and in the hybrids you know you may have an issue pop up occasionally but it's not like you're popping a pack and seeing 50 percent herm rates you may see zero you may see one right it's like it just depends you never really know with that but i'm not gonna lie when it comes to blue cookie the juice is worth the squeeze mm -hmm. you know what i mean like 
just if you see an issue just be like this is part of the game here right and, and people should know like a herm shouldn't be like a catastrophic end to your life like one herm's like man if you're gonna pop seeds it's inevitable i'm not gonna ever tell anybody i got zero and i have never popped anybody else's that has zero no matter f4 ibl whatever fancy moniker they want to put on it nobody's got zero some of the best stuff i've found as a as someone who's hunted right i've done yep. my breeding but that i've hunted is has been stuff where there was like rarely is there a plethora of keepers out right. of a pack or two or four or six whatever right I've, now i usually and we'll get into that but quickly uh i usually hunt down personally like four packs if they're mm -hmm. 12 packs that's about where i go and that also keeps me to where i won't just buy random stuff that a year later i'm like why did i buy this if i <laughs> right. am gonna spend four <laughs> packs worth whether yeah. they're 100 to 400 a pack somewhere right. in that range i'm i'm committed to like okay i really want this and i'm gonna spend the time to hunt this yep and i recently we hunted down eight packs four of each strain and we only picked one keeper out of one of the crosses so you know yeah that's a lot of that's tough it is well but, it gets harder too like especially in your position you see a lot of stuff and you know you're you're participating in the industry so you can't just be like oh i like that like no Fuck what I like. Like I need to like it to choose it, but then every single person I know needs to like it. It and has people to be they a know needs to like it, right? Because I can be like, it's a ten to me, right? Mm -hmm. But that's an opinion. Some people will and will will not share, and that's how like you you give the you got to share the cuts too, man. Like I hate to see all these people just hoarding their stuff and not yeah. sharing. And I sometimes think it's like a should, right? it's like being a talent scout. Yeah, you have to almost predict what's going to be coming the wave can i put my effort behind this strain is this worth growing and putting into people's hands to like promote itself right yep. and it's like all these things you have to really get behind a strain where like when we sat down and i and this one right here that bro i'm blown away by that we that I, we basically blackleaf we came together yep. and you had a bunch of we went through 70 80 120 whatever it was jars we picked out three keepers yeah that we we purchased you know we we worked out the deal to where now we have exclusive rights yep. to these three and now these strains are we're gonna grow for our brand and i'm i love all three i've one of them being that boccio belts bro, bro it looks crazy. like boccio yep. and smells like z yeah uh, it's such a crazy when you see it and you're like oh my and right. it's, it's like oh. in it's like in the meta right with like all the lcg stuff but it's different right so like you you yeah. want something that people can go okay like this is what people are hot on but then like you don't want someone to be like oh it's just another lemon cherry gelato because honestly like lemon cherry's popularity has gone so far yeah. that like every uh, it's crazy bro everything is lemon cherry and i mean i like i like it but you know it's like at a certain point i want to smoke some different stuff and like skittles taste better than lemon cherry probably doesn't yield better but you know that's Way why I'm like, that's why i'm doing all that z work right like my goal truly is to take it to like back cross eight right i think that through that and through doing the work with it i'm going to be focused on retaining the profile but increasing the growth rate and the stretch right so that you have better branching and you don't just like bush yourself out because it just turns into this like perfect little indica bush thing you know <laughs> so it's like not ideal um 
and it doesn't stretch at all. So like every male I pick, I'm, I'm picking away from that. And I feel like maybe that's a little contrary to like how some people would do a back cross, but my back cross is meant to improve it. It's not meant to just lock in exactly what it is, because if you want to do that, you can see the little ones. You can see them. You know what I mean? Like there is no, no question about it, but the goal is to make the big ones taste like that, right? You want the one with the bigger bud, with more frost, with better structure. With color. Because if it stretches, it produces more space for nodes mm -hmm. and then you can get it to perform because honestly, Skittles throws down like some nice buds on there, but she just overdoes herself. Like I prune Skittles so crazy. So like, I feel like I cut like half of the plant away. It's insane. It's just, you have to, or it's kind of useless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, even for a lot of smaller seeds. leafy yeah. buds. That, yeah. 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 And she's also not easy to grow. And 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 any strain that's super easy to grow usually isn't leaning towards the Z. Like I see a lot of people yeah. be like, oh, this is crossed with Z. And then I can just look at the plant and be like, oh, that's too happy. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's too easy to grow. Yeah. bro. No, it it's, can't be leaning. But, you know, but I, that's what I you were able to find. That. Yeah. Well, it's already on track. I'll say the male has very nice stretch and structure. And like whenever I go to you know pick males and stuff like the best thing you can do is really flower a male like you can pick a male and veg i wanted and you to can, ask that what you do can you, do yeah. like a lot of people have different approaches but all the different things i've tried over the years the best results for me obviously come from flowering those males out right everyone's like yeah to stress test the shit out of them well just you know, you should have a line that's pretty stable anyway, right? So like stress test, yes, I've done it a ton of times. And I think that if you do beat the shit out of anything enough, you fuck it up, right? So <laughs> and like, figure. are you really getting its potential and seeing how vigorous and how big and right. what, like when you beat anything up, what are you expecting to get? Like, I like what it's you get. put in the work, flower yeah. out the mail. I've even heard you can reverse the mail. I have heard that and I've always wanted to do it. Crazy. And I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do it for fun one time. But um, my approach with the males is like it starts with a visual selection, right? Like, let's say you pop like six packs, five, six packs of seeds, whatever you're going to do. And then you sex them however you choose to do it with sex test or through flowering. And then, you know, like, let's say you got a 50 50 split. So then you're like, well, I'm not going to flower all of those males. Right. So the first thing you want to do is remove anything visually that doesn't meet the standards or goals of the project. Right. And it is important to have a goal for the project, whether it's as simple as like it grows better or whatever it is, because you can't see the flavor, right? So with the males, all you can do is think like, how am I going to steer the direction that I want? And I know with the, with the Skittles stuff I'm doing, I'm trying to improve it, make it more commercially viable. Um, and then it's just like, you're locked into flowering it. The best way to flower males is kind of like in a closed setup because I don't know what the most males are that everybody out there is flowered, but we start flowering like 20, 30, 40 males. Like, bro, it's, it's dangerous. It's just like, <laughs> it, you need to keep it dry. Cause that is just like a crazy amount of pollen. It's and a lot of dudes in one room. <laughs> pollen already is like really easy to cause like a little bit of mold from moisture. So you want to be like, you've got to have airflow filtration. You got to have all of that. And then try to get them as deep in flower as you can like figure out. So like with a lot of the, um, the Z stuff, you know, it's like 55 to 65 days, max 55. You're trying to retain the flavor 65. You're trying to bulk and kind of be less tasty. Right. So it's like, you got to get them as far in as you can. And then in my opinion, 
some of the better males will show like a little bit of trichome production. I'm not looking for something that's going to be like uh, ice house top to bottom. I might even be a little bit concerned about that, you know? Um, but yeah, if you can find one where just like, you know, the stamen or whatever are throwing down like some trichomes on there and get in there and get like a clean rub on your hand. Smelling the trichome on that is going to give you a hundred percent indication of what this male may be packing. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, you get like a bunch of them and then you'll be like these males, all the vigor, right? You pick based on vigor and then you go, boom. Oh, now I've also got a profile. I think I have something right. And every time I've gone through this laborious process, very time consuming, um, you can do your best to fast track it with sex testing. It will save a lot of time, but it will cost thousands, <laughs> you know, but um, so more far experience breeders. Yeah, yeah. The more that I've deployed this level of selection, which I've been doing it like this kind of since like um, the early strawberry stuff a few years back now, I've just seen like, it's undeniable how likely it is to do something in that zone. And then like the unknowns are going to be like structure, like what carries over, like, are there any partner genes involved? Cause like my understanding is sometimes traits can be like two, two partner genes that are connected. Right. So like, if you remove one, you may lose that special thing about it. Right. And so you can't see that you need to like lab work to do to see that so there's a lot of guessing and that's why people are like well you've got to you got to hunt it you got to see what's going on which means take the male breed yep. it to the females yep. whether it's multiple strains or one strain i'll always try to do multiple but then right? get those seeds and chase those seeds chase down. those seeds yeah <clears throat> which is sorry my dr dabber yeah bro, i'm booming. telling you this one was powerful bro, bro this is the coolest thing let's keep going on that but <laughs> this is the coolest thing about dr dabber you ready oh shit okay that's that's kind of nice there only a little drip. I mean, barely any. I'll put it in my pocket like this and yeah. pull it out. I shook it around, but I'll pull it in my pocket. Yeah, it was only one drip, though. Because like, I've been just hitting it. it. Yeah. No, that's my favorite thing about it is that I can, I can hide it and I can have it upside down. I can have it sideways. I'll pull that thing out and I'm ready to dab. Yeah. But uh, with the males, you have to then take that male, breed it to the female get those seeds from that and then hunt those seeds to see yeah. the potential of the cross and what that male brought to right. it with female to female you get a smaller scope compared to male and female do yeah. you think you get a wider range of variation in the breeding project from male to female versus female to female or no uh like like, like more variation in just wider range of i think that everything just comes down see. to like what you're using Right. Cause it's just totally every cross is going to be different. Some things, even in an F1, are going to be kind of more aligned. Sometimes you're like, bro, every single one of these is different. Interesting. It's just, it's just literally always going to come down to selection with almost everything. These projects that we have laid out in front of us, cause I want to talk about some current stuff right now. The charms, lemon cherry gelato times slushies, which is Skittles times strawberry fritter. These are feminized. So this is yeah, a female are feminized oh, here. Yeah. Okay. So I love that you do both because as a, as a grower, I like both. So yeah. I don't have, like, if I like what you do now, I can buy different versions of, cause yeah. sometimes I want a male. Cause I want to try to have my own male to the side, yeah. even for future. If I'm not going to do a breeding project now, maybe in a few years. Right. But yep. galaxy glaze, Baccio mints times Georgia pie, which is gelati times Cushman's 11. Yep. Yeah, Ooh. man, those are crazy. So the uh, the Bacchio mints is real tasty. That that one's dropping uh, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday morning. 
But yeah, the uh, slushies is great, man. We built that out of the strawberry fritter line. And like, you know, when you're hunting stuff, you find things that are unique. It was one of the ones we just kept smoking and we we're just like, bro, this is so good. Like the slushies don't make hash. They're not really great in that department, but like for flavor, man, it's crazy good. It's candy. It's strawberry. It's like other fruit notes in there. And uh, it's it's really a lip smacker, but it's very like in the zone of Skittles as far as like most of them are a little more finicky, little smaller plants, you know, mm -hmm. but some of the hybrids still yield well, um, like neon trees was really good. You know, it just depends on like what it's paired with. Sometimes like you're able to retain that profile and still get a big plant. Yeah. And then sometimes you're like, uh, oh, well, I got a bunch of Skittle looking things here, which, you know, I'm trying to like get the candy, but not have that build. This seems like to me that it would be a, a new wave, right? Like a lot of people asking for potent strains like OGs, chems, like sours, pie in the sky, Skywalker OG times Georgia pie. Yeah. Bro, that sounds yeah deadly. Yeah, man. That Skywalker is a classic. We've had that Skywalker for a really long time. Um, man, probably almost eight years now i've had like seven or eight years i'm pretty sure like it used to be like the g cut right to me there's not another skywalker so i don't know what i mean there's a skywalker this was skywalker og i think would be mm -hmm. the distinction there but yeah that's like a real classic like real classic og honestly people love it and from secret selections like skywalker sells all the time people just buy it nonstop. that and pure kush so it's like people are still into kush and, and og and stuff so you know what's interesting to me, and this is about the industry, is like celebrities and rappers will want to get involved in the industry and have their own strain. The first thing they do is go to a company that's just going to rename something, right? Like that's 99.9% .9 of the time. The bigger the celebrity, the more rename game. And it's crazy because they could, to do it properly, like let me lay this out. This is something we don't talk about enough openly is... If you're trying to get in the industry and you're a face and you want your own strain or you're a brand and you're not, you don't know the cannabis and you don't want to do a breeding project, you're the type of guy who they need to get with. Because yeah. even if you have your own head grower and you already know what type of weed, oh, this facility grows good weed, so we're going to have them grow it. That's fine. But the rename game is so people see right through that. Yeah. <laughs> if you have experience, you do. Yeah. Right? You oh, know? Which is, which now is like, just like we have access through our phone to information, it's almost the same with weed. We've seen anybody that's a real smoker knows what LCG is and then knows the other hundred bags that are LCG just renamed yeah. to something else to their brand. It's the old thing of OGs. Every brand when Every we came out here had, had their own OG. Mega wellness. Or whatever, right? I mean, <laughs> I every, some funny, literally, I every, remember some funny names. Dispensaries for OGs, had right? their own OGs, yeah, and they don't even grow, which is hilarious. Or breed. I but, remember when everything was all, all OGs became Gorilla Glue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, in the street, Gorilla Glue became everything. In the streets in New York, sour diesel for a while was just OG because yeah. it's like if you couldn't get the right sour, it's you put OG in the bag. I used to see that all the time. <laughs> uh, but one of the things is like to come to a, as, as a celebrity or a rapper or a musician or, or just a brand to go to a breeder like you, because this is, I'm an experienced grower. I also breed, right? right. We've done our, yep. but I saw the work you put into this project and these projects. And I was like, dude, opportune time to do some more work together, go through a hundred and plus phenos, yep. pick out. And we went into it saying, this is another thing. Same with seeds. We don't have to find a keeper. We're going to see if we find a keeper. I've thrown everything away before plenty of times. 
and we picked out, but like, if say you're like, you know, you're this big rapper and you are this, you know, celebrity and you want your own line, you go to a breeder like you, you say, what are your upcoming projects? Right. What can we start to select with you? We have six months before we want to launch this or a year. What are the next three projects and start to do the same thing we just did with you, where we go through yeah. these phenos, smoke them, take them home because you don't just smoke 30 different phenos in a day and be like, that's the one. It's so hard. You spend, a, but you spend a week because sometimes you'll smoke something and you're like, damn, that was phenomenal. And then you'll go back and smoke it again. And you're like, eh, or vice versa. I've smoked something where I'm like, that's all right. And then I'll smoke it again and be like, yeah. damn, this it's thing like, bro, is this different. thing cured up or something was going. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. And then you're it's like, go so to look, important. you're like, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's the one we killed. It happens, bro. The 88 Fino. Oh, it's dead. You're like, oh yeah, that's the one we didn't have. Yeah. That was the runt, <laughs> but, but like, yeah, I think that it's, important. I think they could, right. Yeah. They could benefit a lot from, from getting with the breeder because just for me, for example, I have a ton of different lines on hand that aren't released a lot of different things that we're working through and testing. Mm -hmm. So the benefit is like, you can have things that are contemporary and in the meta, but that nobody else has, right. Because I'm already doing the work. We're already looking through stuff and it's like, okay. 10 testers got this other than this that's nobody's got it at that point pretty much then you can give it a different name right then you can do your marketing and, and then it's throw it your way then it's like you name that pheno which i think that's mm -hmm. totally fine yeah. right that makes sense it's pretty popular today to give mm -hmm. like a pheno a nickname so yeah and then when I people ask, you're transparent about it. This is the breeder. And it was, you don't have to say what the, the crosses were, but you're like, here's the breeder. This is our version of it. I, I think it's a hundred percent the only way to go. I, I, cause like you're going to have more longevity. You have more like actual intellectual property to deal with. Right. And then in theory, you could be building relationships with people where it's like, if this one product works out, then it's like, why wouldn't you want to continue you know, deploying new unique products and further that relationship, everybody can grow. And then the people get better quality products instead of just like rehash the same shit to them all the time. Or relying that and or relying on a brand new relationship and you don't sometimes don't even know how great the grower is or whatever for a while. And you're like, Hey, I want you to hunt a bunch of seeds for us. And you pick the next keeper. Like the process of sitting down with a breeder who's seen Bro, thousands of phenos. I feel like that's a real test of a grower there, man. You give even like a super skilled like cultivator, put them on like a crazy pheno hunt. Bro, it's just, it is not the same thing. It Like literally every time that I run like a, anything that's like a group of the same things, I'm just like, oh, this is so nice. Well, and there's, <laughs> there's is so good. <laughs> there's great growers who aren't great tastemakers. Yeah. So like they grow phenomenal weed, but the, the strains they pick to grow or the phenos they pick to keep are not them. Right. I see that a lot. And then I also see guys that are phenomenal tastemakers who know the next wave, who know like, bro, this is the strain. This is, and next thing you know, it catches like wildfire, mm -hmm. but they don't grow. So it's like, in my opinion, these days, if you're a good grower, no matter if you're a tastemaker or not, get another tastemaker and use them as a sounding board. Mm -hmm. Yo, try this, man. I had an idea well, about this. Right. That's why I say all the time, like you've got to give you got to give the flowers to your friends, right? You got to like, you're, you can be as good as your network, mm -hmm. which is kind of generally true in life anyway. So it's like, if your network is a bunch of people who see all kinds of fire and you give it to them and they're like, bro, these are tens or it's like, nah, bro, that ain't it. When everybody tells you that ain't it, it doesn't matter how much I like it. Maybe I grow it for me, but like that ain't it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the real test. So it's like, okay, it passes my inspection, which should be pretty good. Right. Cause my experience level, but 
you know, it just depends. Like if I'm like Joe living in Montana and it's like a hundred people in my town, well, I'm not seeing probably too much stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not seeing lemon cherry renamed a hundred times. I think that all those things are different crosses Yeah, <laughs> at that point, you know, so it's like your experience level uh, just has so much to do with it. And like, sometimes you don't have to rely on yourself to pick your own keeper. Like you need to rely on other people around you who you might look up to or be like, this guy's always got the fire. And, mm -hmm. and like, I've learned more and more to do that personally. Cause mm -hmm. like when we came up, we were growing strains we wanted to grow and then it would just go from there. Right now it's a whole other thing where we got, we almost have to predict the tides and yeah. predict the wave and then also have so something hard. that's similar to what's popular now, but your own version of it. I think some of the next biggest waves is going to be LCG cross with gas. After yeah. talking to so many people, it whether it's Ken or whether it's OG or whether it's diesel, I think people are looking for that candy flavor because I think Skittles until it gets grown well, right. Yeah. And it's vigorous and it's yield and it's mold resistant and it's going to be hard for any scale grower to grow. Yeah. I think the lemon cherry gelato blends pretty well with gas. Like we yeah. put it in with, uh, with Georgia oh. and we put it in with stuffed French toast, which are two extremely different gas profiles. And honestly, it's, it's like a win in, in both of them. Is that some of the new stuff you're working on right now for the future? We're going to be, so these are like the, the early Georgia things that we did. And then like these cuts have been over in Oklahoma getting vetted for a minute. So everything's like proven hash makers, yielders, commercially viable, like top 10, right? And so we've got more than one pheno. So what I'm going to start doing next is uh, taking the best, making F2s feminized and starting to do some feminized line work. It doesn't seem like it's a product that's available, really. It's not like, I feel like line work is kind of coming back. The community has been asking me to do, they're like, we love the F1s, but we want you to do line work. So if people want it, then I mean, I'm here to give the people what they want, really. So to go into it quickly, uh, what is line work when you're just starting to progress um whatever the line is so like let's say stuffed cherry gelato like we've got two really great ones they're slightly different um but they're similar right and so we'll choose whichever one we want to reverse onto the other and that'll make like an f2 and from there we'll hunt those seeds um you'll want to hunt them at scale the best you can and then you'll pick two things that you think will steer in the direction you want to go. Right. So like now that we've hunted it, we have an idea of what we want this to be or what it, sh what it excels at. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So then you take your selections and you start to figure out like, how do I refine that profile? And that's what line work really does. So back crossing is line work where you just back crossing is built from something unrelated because there's no other way. And then you start to go right. Usually. Interesting. Wow. Or just doing it more than once, like boom, boom, back cross. Like, Have these projects dropped yet? The Galaxy Glaze? That one's the dropping sky? on Saturday. So the the Charms has already been out for about a year right now. And uh, yeah, people are really loving it. You definitely get like that slushies, which slushies really has like its own profile that it actually carries into the crosses, mm -hmm. right? Which is, I think, something that's important. Like you can't really have something if it doesn't have like a profile where other people can run it and be like, oh, yeah. I can tell what slushies is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, they it's, both it's have to bring good. something to the table. That's why I, I love what you got going on right now. Um, any shout outs, anything that you want to talk about coming up for the future you got working on? Oh man. I always just want to shout out the community. Like I just can't even believe the, the turnout and the love that we get from people. Like people email the nicest stuff to us and, and like, 
this one guy he always buys he sends in like pokemon cards and stuff like it's just really cool to see how the community is and like going out to shows and and honestly i always just got to like shout out and thank the community because you know without without them like even caring uh it wouldn't even matter what we were doing right you wouldn't be talking to me now i wouldn't be here nobody would be we wouldn't even made any of this because we would have had to fold it up and give up already right like this is like a decade right now this is like 10 years this is crazy to think that and it's like in a blink of an eye it's like holy shit i can't believe how much time has been here and uh but yeah man just to the community and, and everybody that holds us down and you know the network and, and everybody like that's just thank you so much no it's been impressive to me to watch you over the last couple of years and like how big your some of your strains have gotten and how they're bubbling and like the growers are getting hold of certain straight like it's just been so cool and then how open you are to share knowledge is rare bro and yeah. that's what i i love about you and that's why we did such a dope project together that sold out yeah you know and like that right there shout out neptune seed bank yeah man you know uh that right there yeah if, if you like seeds neptune's the homie yeah, you yeah. Know? shout out to neptune definitely they got <laughs> they got raw they got everything they got the collab they they got all they got all the new drops but i, I was <laughs> a fan first and then when we sat down and we had conversations like what we just had here on yeah. the podcast i was like man this guy just gets it and he knows and you're also a great sounding board for like hey man i i, I like this we've had this combo where i'm like what are you thinking you're like ah i just think and then you have me thinking different about a strain that is what we need we need that yeah. collaboration between like minds that have been doing this for years and years it's yeah. more collaboration less competition right yeah no i agree 100 percent. i mean i'm always trying to collab with people and um you've been good about that you've had yeah. some huge collabs well, we've had a lot of great collabs in in the weed or in the flower game mm -hmm. or seeds man i'm high right now <laughs> in the seed game <laughs> but uh you know i've been reaching like trying to do collabs like outside of that so like uh we're going to have a collaboration coming up with a project that's in like the web three space. They're called crypto foxes. So it's not like anything where anybody's buying an NFT or anything, but what their, what their project is, is they have like a runner game. It's kind of like, uh, it reminds me of like old school, like Mario, but Ninja Gaiden too, because you can like jump up walls and there's obstacles. You don't fight anybody, but it's basically like a runner game. How far can you make it? Right. And like I saw it and they were collabing with other projects and I was like, why not me? Like, why wouldn't that? Why can't I collab with them? I don't need an NFT to do this, right? I, I'm like in the ecosystem apes mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But, and yeah, they were super open to it. And uh, they set up, they, they took my mutant ape and they made a pixel version of Barry. So people are going to be able to participate in the competition. Uh, it's going to be coming up pretty soon. This will be kind of like the formal announcement, I guess, right? Because we'll, uh, we'll we'll dive deeper into it in Discord. But yeah, if you want to win seeds, uh, clothing, hat pins, pretty much just like swag. And it literally will cost you $0. You don't have to spend any money. Um, just pretty much like participate in playing the game. And the top eight, eight or 10 people, probably eight, because I feel like eight's a good amount. And like the highest number one, two, three, you know, like it descends, right? And like what you get, but no matter what. But you'll get like some cool seeds you'll get some swag That's you'll get dope. some stickers and no matter what it'll be a, a cool experience right we're like we can get together we can compete friendly and at the end of the day people will walk away with some wins it's like so, an arcade game and yeah. you list the top people yeah. so how do you how do you participate so you'll have to follow me on twitter i think is the way that you'll be able to access using my ape but if not you'll be able to play as a crypto fox which is like their base character um, it's going to be like a couple, like follow me, follow them. Mm -hmm. And then I think, I think they have it set up where you won't need a web three wallet. I know that's like a little bit of a hurdle for people to get like MetaMask. 
Um, if we do, then I'll host like some classes and put up some documentation. It's extremely easy. You just need to understand the security part. Like don't give your seed phrase to anybody ever. <laughs> don't save it on a digital device. There you go. If, um, if, yeah, then you yeah. can participate and, uh, and it's free, you know? If I'm a brand and I want to secure some keeper phenos or some genetics that maybe, you know, I want to buy out a certain cross. So I'm the only one that can chase it. Yeah. Or I want to buy a genetic off of you over the next year or two or 10, right? As a brand that only I have. How do we get in touch with you? Uh, I mean, you can definitely email us at support at rawgenetics.io. Uh, you could reach out to us on social media. In Discord, you can open a ticket. So there's definitely a ton of ways. I mean, you can even shoot a text message to our customer service phone number. We're, we're pretty available. Um, so yeah, if anybody out there is looking to get you know their genetics game up or get like somebody to work with to really refine what they think their market would like to have, like don't hesitate to reach out. We probably have some stuff already in the works that we can get a good demo going. And then from there, I think people will understand the value of like really well selected and deliberately chosen genetics for their programs mm -hmm. and then you can understand why you would want to buy out seed stock and you know because when somebody's like oh i want to buy out the seed stock it's like they're not ready for that number you know I what know. i mean I'm even, just even at like a discounted wholesale it's like yeah. are oh, you going to buy everything we're going to make a deal and this is going to be like a, a branding marketing deal right even then like people i've had people come to me before and then when you tell them like and it's not even crazy they're like whoa i was thinking like i'm like bro that's you know that's nothing like honestly like i just drop the seeds before I it's do expensive that. <laughs> it's expensive if you want to go to the source and secure yeah. something special but it's worth it though just like, like anything just like anything yes you get what you pay for and you get the, like from the time you put into it right and so i think that would also be the difference because a lot of other like rec companies right they're all doing breeding I love it. At first, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh man, all these rec companies are breeding their own stuff right now. I was like, what does that mean for us? Like, but at the end of the day, just think about like, we've been doing this for like 10 years now and the evolution of the things I've had to learn because the lack of information, even with more information, uh, the information is only as good as your application, right? Mm -hmm. So like, if you don't know how to apply that knowledge, it's only so good. Yeah. You still have to struggle a little bit. So, and you could get lucky. And like, that's the great thing about genetics. And that's why it's like exciting to get into because you can get lucky and be like, well, I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you also, from the experience, like you, I think you would get better products if it's somebody who's been honing their craft. Okay. And I have a question that I'm going to ask, but we're going to actually answer it on, on off the mic, okay. which is on FSOTD.com, right? So those the, the stuff talked about off this episode when we're hanging out smoking before and after, I have a question I want to ask you that's very important. Don't answer it. We're going to answer it after this. So Man, yo, we talked about if so you're listening before. to this on YouTube, you got to get on FSOTD.com. I hate to do it to you, but this is, this is my favorite question. Don't answer it. <laughs> if I take a hash washing strain... That's washing for us at 5% plus. And I take another hash washing strain that washes at 5% plus, And I breed these two together. Am I going to have, like, I don't want to explain like a deep, am I going to be closer to having keepers that are hash washers? Or is it going to be basically the same as if I just chase something that's across and find that hash washer that's high? Because in my opinion, the traits is a specific type of trait mm -hmm. to that, right? 
But we're going to get into all that. And I want to talk to you all right, I'll on be off looking, the mic about that. I'll be that. looking forward to giving my opinion on it yeah, for sure. All you hash washers. And, and this is a guy, I mean, you, hey, always, I love hash. you have multiple <laughs> projects going yeah. at the same time, just like people have multiple rooms going. So what you've been able to accumulate knowledge wise, like it's been a pleasure for me to sit down and talk to you. I know this is a heady episode. I, I hope everybody thinks so, man. Hopefully. I so, love sorry, it. I forgot what I was saying about the, the Bacchio bus. You, no, you got to love weed to tune in. And this is for all the growers. People got, want knowledge. They want knowledge, Brad. And like yeah. this, this is what this was about. It's like we get personalities a lot of times on First Smoke. I wanted to sit down with you and and I wish Pat could be here, but we yeah, wanted to have this convo because of your knowledge and how giving you are with it. And if people want to reach out, this dude's the man with given knowledge. So like reach out. He's yeah. been great about it. So if you have more questions, you're like, they didn't ask this or they didn't answer this. Bro, reach Maybe out we Discord. did on off the mic. And if we didn't reach out to the homie, raw genetics, he he's who I go to when I have questions. So, Hell yeah. you know, 20 yeah, years man. in the game, reach out in discord. Um, you know, I'm definitely available. I pop in at least a few times a day. Mm -hmm. I'll chat with the community and I do my best to answer DMS on discord. It's definitely not fast, but I, I do eventually get through them. But, uh, but yeah, if anybody had any further questions, any knowledge, or you want to know, just anything like reach out. I'm not really interested in gatekeeping. I think that like, there's nothing anybody's going to take away from me and you know, I'm not going to take anything from anybody else. Like the market as small and big as it is at the same time, like there's enough room for everybody to, to succeed. The real people we need to worry about is when this shit goes federally legal. Motherfuckers need to forget about beefing with each other. We are all family out here. Maybe not. I know not everybody's going to get, get along, but just really think about it. Like no matter what y'all's budget is and it's more than my budget, but like, Philip Marlboro and all these guys like pharmaceutical they, bro, whatever, they, yeah. like Paps Blue Ribbon is already in bro like and that's that's cool I'm cool with that you know what I mean they're they're kind of a fun company actually but that just to show like they're already fucking here yeah you know if they can get in they're coming and so as soon as it's federally legal like bro those tobacco company I mean don't they already own like patents to like and that's in and your shit. head it's, it's like, like <laughs> if that's your if you're already worried about the people competing now just just know that it's yeah. it's good. So get that out of your head. It's more about uh, you know, basically collaboration, which is what you've been great at, yeah. man. And uh yeah. First smoke of the day, episode 89, episode raw genetics, 89. which you guys know about that heady breeding Bro, episode. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It was a pleasure. I had a great time. And yeah, hopefully we'll be able to come out and do another one. Yeah. Shout out Dr. Dabber, Grow Gen, Drip Hydro, Absolutely. all the homies, Mood Trays, Mood. Come on, man. We Bro. got all the merch on the site. You guys are slacking. Yeah. It's not sold out, but it almost is. Get in but there. We're about to hit the Dr. Dabber and get into this episode 89 wait till you guys see what we have planned for episode 100 first smoke of the day raw genetics black leaf peace, peace.